It was 1993. I was 10 and my brother was 9. He had broken his leg, so often I had to ride to Blockbuster and pick out the movie for us. This time, as I recall, there were dozens of copies of this one movie available to rent. I thought to myself, more copies means it's good, and it did not disappoint. That movie was The Sandlot. Welcome to The Hold Up. Each month we pick a movie one of us remembers fondly but hasn't seen in years, watch it, and decide, does it hold up? I'm John Nelson. I'm John Longino. I'm Trevor Carley. Hey, as I live and breathe, Trevor Carley, you made it over. Holy shit. Welcome, Trevor. Thank you. Best friend of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We've never said a disparaging word about you in our many years of service here. Uh, Trevor Carley, uh, Renaissance man, has been uh, with us since the very early days, sending us missives in which we casually ignored like a bunch of assholes because we said no we're not going to have our friends tell us yeah. what to do and then later yeah, on well, we're like to be fair I said that I, I will openly admit no I remember listening to that podcast yeah we denied uh, reading your email because I said we wouldn't have friends emails on the podcast and now you're on the podcast so welcome I was like well fuck we you go? John Lajano <laughs> Uh, like I say, Trevor is what they call a renaissance man. He's an editor. He's a composer. He does special effects. He is also the man responsible for Joe Blow Gamer. And uh, Trevor, what is Joe Blow Gamer? Joe Blow Gamer is a website slash podcast where we, as grown men, talk about video games for other grown men and women who play video <laughs> games. Uh, you also have the annual, you are part of the annual Extra Life campaign, which uh, Longino and I are uh, constantly a part of. Yes. We almost hit $10,000 last year. So this, this year. Congratulations. Thank That's you. incredible. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, the Extra Life is a charity in which people marathon video games for 24 hours to raise money for children's hospitals. Yes. Which it's... is kind of what we do in our regular lives. Yeah. We just play games all the time anyway. A lot of people hear about it and they go, oh, that must be really hard. But it's really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. Especially the part where this is like a podcast sort of aimed towards like parents, right? Yes. It's like, <laughs> none so, of us have time for this. <laughs> yeah. None of us have time to stay up till all hours of the fucking night yeah. playing fucking Cuphead. Except every year, except, you do. except once a year, we do it because we're crazy. Which masochist. I think that's why I appreciate doing it because we can finally squirrel away some yeah. some of that time. That's why that's why yeah. we came up with it when totally. Nick found out about. It. We're like, well, we don't get to do this, so let's do it for twenty four so hours. Let's annoy our wives to yes. the point of a, a, a death threat. Yes. Uh, cool. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Trevor. What movie, Trevor, are you joining us to uh, hack away at? I am joining you for the lovely. Rememberable Sandlot. The Sandlot. The Sandlot. Memorable? Memorable? Rememberable? Rememberable. I like rememberable. Yeah. I like rememberable. It is one to be remembered. Okay, so uh, The Sandlot. When was the last time, first time, last time you saw it? I mean, first time I saw it was when I was 10. First time was 10. 93. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on tape. Um, and the that was it. That was the last time I saw it. I did. I Wait, haven't you it really one time. I saw it. One. Oh, wow. well, I, I to be clear, I saw it a bunch of times that year. We okay. we had the VHS, but then I bought it on Blu-ray as I bought a bunch of things, and I intended to watch it with my daughter when she was like two, and I put it on, and the 
like halfway through the opening credits, she was just like, "Nah, Dad, like, this is oh, I'm good." So. <laughs> yeah, let's watch Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, two years old might be a little uh, youthful yeah, for a, for a live action movie. Uh, John Longino, when was the first last time you saw this movie? Sure. Well, the first time I think is similar to Trevor. I did not see it in the theater when it came out. It was definitely like a home video rental. Pretty much the almost the exact same story. I feel like I've seen it a little later than that. My last memory of watching it is maybe in late high school, early college. It's kind of, I remember being at home and it was on TV and I was like, oh, I remember the stand lot and, and sort of watched it. But that would have been, you know, early 2000, late 99, something like that. All right. So it's, I mean, it's been what, like 18 years, something like that <laughs> yeah. since I've seen it. And I have never seen the sand lot, though oh, I have heard much oh, tell excellent. of it. So uh, what that means, Trevor, is for the person who hasn't seen it. They have to guess what it's about. Oh, that's yeah, no, fun. Normally, we give listeners a little, like, here's what the movie's about in case you haven't seen it in a while. But since so we John, don't spoil since it. Nelson is virgin to the Sandlot, uh, yeah, J- uh, John, what is yes. the Sandlot about? Okay, well, uh, the Sandlot <laughs> is uh, about a group of boys in, I'm going to say, 1957. Uh, and they all go play baseball in this uh, neighborhood sandlot. And it's a place that they gather daily. And it's the summer of 1957. Uh, and then one day, they're just playing their hearts out. And then a, a gang of bigger guys, bigger kids, comes and takes over their sandlot and kicks them off. And they have to fight to get the sandlot back. And then what they do is they travel across Castle Rock for a day and a night trying to find a dead body. But when they get there... <laughs> The big kids have already beaten him to it, and then Keeper Sutherland pulls a knife on him, oh and then one of the kids pulls a gun, and so it's like, and yeah, bringing a, a knife to a gunfight, right? Yeah. And then there's a standoff, and the big kids uh, run away, uh, and the little kids, they go back to the sandlot, and they play baseball, and that's the end. Oh, oh wow. and at the end, you find out that the main kid was uh, Richard Dreyfus. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that was uh, the Bad News Bear standby me. It's, it's oh. I'm gonna, I think you mixed a couple I'm of things I'm going to call up. you out on that one. I, I don't uh, think you actually tried, John. I, I did. <laughs> I was trying up until the point because I had him. These guys were like staring at me like, okay, uh, he's got yeah, something. He's, he's got, got something. He's got it. And then, yeah. oh, you're just fucking I know, this. yeah. Trevor, do you remember what the Sandlot's about? I remember. Can I talk about what I think yeah, it was? Absolutely. Okay. absolutely. This okay. is here. Be their spoilers, folks. Okay. Here be spoilers. Um, from what I recall, uh, Sandlot was about this new kid who comes to town, and he gets taken on the wing by this other kid who's part of this group of kids who play baseball. And uh, they go and play baseball. They knock a ball over the fence. They're like, "There's a scary dog over the fence," and they can't get it. <laughs> and so he goes, oh, wait, I have a ball. And he goes and he gets his ball from his home. It's his dad's ball. And we find out what it means later. And they hit that over the fence. And then uh, they he goes, oh, <laughs> So these no. kids are, are either way too talented or not talented. They're very them. talented. Okay. They knock it over the fence. And then they re- he reveals that the ball was signed by Babe Ruth. Ooh. And uh, they're like, why are you fucking crazy? Why would you grab that ball? And so then they spend the whole movie coming up with contraptions to try to get the ball because they're scared of the dog. And then they, I think there's like a dream and Babe Ruth tells him to go over the fence and then he goes over the fence. <laughs> All right. Well, you can, you can halt there. I think you, you seem to remember this pretty well. <laughs> no, no, I could be completely wrong. He, well, I might be mixing that up now, with another baseball movie. In all fairness, he is correct. However, this is highly accurate to my memory what the trailer covers. Like, <laughs> like Trevor said, the whole movie is contraptions and stuff. I, that's a little not accurate. I think that was the whole but movie. But your memory of oh, the trailer is impeccable. Like, it's I very do, spot there's on. There's a lifeguard, isn't there? I yes. think there's a lifeguard. Do you remember her name? 
I don't remember her name. I remember Wendy there's the peppercorn. Yes, that's it. Yes. Uh, who that actress, I forgot her name, but I had like the biggest crush on the world. That's on right. Wendy peppercorn. Cause she's also in Pleasantville. Oh which yes. Came out a few years later. Mm-hmm. And then uh, most recently I saw her in, um, she's in, um, uh, like Planet Terror mm. or the Grindhouse movie. She's like, <laughs> oh, she's like the nurse on the poster with the needle yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 okay, I know who that is. That's she, she was definitely the reason I kept watching the yes, movie. Absolutely, <laughs> I, I completely <laughs> co-signed Trevor. <laughs> Wendy Peppercorn was is like ninety-five percent yes. of the reason the Sandlot was awesome. And she I, wasn't I in that much of it. <laughs> <laughs> she's only in like five seconds, yeah. but boy, did I rewind that yes, tape. That, that CPR scene. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Trevor. So, so the part you're talking about about trying to get the ball back and stuff. That's kind of like the last third of the movie oh that that's sort of kind of how it all culminates from my memory the movie is also a lot more about like these kids and their lives and their you know relationship especially especially the main character's relationship with his dad and his mom and or it might be a stepdad i don't remember i remember dennis leary's in it is he as like the kid's dad i think a dad or stepdad i don't remember dennis leary was in a lot of movies in the early 90s as a lot of people's dads and stepdads no he was he was trying to make a a serious go of being a stepdad he fits the role on film (laughs) but i from my memory there's a lot of just kind of nostalgic americana like it's like oh it's fourth of july and here's some fireworks or oh this is what it's like summer with kids and what was the year? I, in the you, movie? You, I don't remember. I think, I think it, it might have been 60 something. something. Oh, okay. So I, I actually was wasn't 50s. wrong. <laughs> you were pretty close. I it was like 50 or 60. Yeah, it was 50s okay. or 60s. So it's like baby boomer uh, uh, bait. Yeah, like kind of early on. <laughs> I think okay. the most memorable thing from the movie is the big forever. Yes. Exactly. Do you not? He's mentioned this on the show before. Longino has. He told, a, he told the story of whatever. You know, they're telling campfire stories or whatever, and that's in there. Still don't know what it means, yes. but tonight I finally get to Your find out. Your cherry's going to get yes. popped. John, you might recall the son from House Guest, another fine film that, you know, we watched. <laughs> 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 so, oh, sorry. John, oh, John, John likes uh, that one. Sorry. The, uh, sorry, gag reflex to, to House quite, Guest. It's quite all right. Um, but the son in that movie is in this movie. He's this, I don't remember the kid's name, but he was this child actor. And in the movie he has these big thick rim, buddy Holly glasses. And I feel like this is his most memorable role. Like yeah. I, this is certainly what I think of him, but he tells, yes, a ghost story about the dog next door, which I think it might be named like Hercules or something. something. I don't remember something like that, but he's telling this nightmarish, like scary stories to tell in the dark story about the, the dog. And I don't remember why he says forever or whatever, but I just remember the stinger. Yeah. Is he's like, and he's there forever. And they go like extreme close up yeah. on his mouth. You see his mouth. Yeah, he keeps so saying Highly it. memorable. So let me get this straight. It's about a bunch of kids and their problems at home. And baseball is vaguely involved, but they hit a but there, there's a dog uh, that they have to get over the fence. It's more than vaguely involved. Like a lot of the plot is about the them baseball. on the titular sand lot. Gotcha. Uh, I, so far, you're, all you're describing is just another version of Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> you you are close, Nelson. I think there is a little bit where like the richer, like more professional kids come and I think they play a baseball game against them or something. But they don't. And oh, there yeah. is kind of like a turf war thing. So you are actually like fairly accurate on that part of it. Like that, it, that actually kind of does happen. Okay, cool. But and it's not the entire plot of the movie. Isn't there? Correct me if I'm wrong, Lajano. Isn't there a beat where they look at Playboy magazines or something Pro- in the treehouse? Yeah, they have a treehouse. Yeah, right? yeah I want to so say they, they look at dirty magazines in the treehouse. Yes, just like Stand By <laughs> Me. Like, yeah. was, this, <laughs> was this movie made by Castle Rock? Basically, Stand I By Me. Don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Who who made this? Who directed this? I, I have no memory of it. 
I, I have no idea. You we'll useless motherfuckers. All right. Sorry. I saw, <laughs> saw it when I was like in high school. Or, no, no. I mean, the first time I saw it, I was a kid and I wasn't paying attention. Sure. Who the director well, was. that makes sense. Trevor, do you remember the actor playing the man next door with the dog? Uh, I do not. I remember, I think for some reason it was someone of significance. You would be correct. Was it John Cusack? No. No, it's an old man. It was none other than James Earl Jones. Whoa, that's right. That's right. And I feel like, and John, you won't actually kind of get this nostalgic reference, but in my opinion, he's in the movie because he's in Field of Dreams. Oh. Which is another big ass like baseball movie. So I feel like he's this kind of nostalgic like baseball guy. And I, ties I, it all together. I've always guessed that I've just imagined that he's the guy from Field of Dreams who's like moved into this house with a big dog. <laughs> That's what always struck me as. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I always love Darth Vader in movies. He's fantastic. <laughs> he does the Darth Vader voice. Yes. It's weird. <laughs> Turns into a snake. It's before Star Wars. For some reason, he's doing the Darth Vader. <laughs> so Trevor, what about this movie when you were 10 struck you? What? What? Why did you remember it? What brings it to your memory now? Um... What? What what wound can we just jab <laughs> open? Um, I don't know. For some reason it was just it was a fun thing that my brother and I watched a lot. And most likely because there was the hot lifeguard that we <laughs> had a huge crush yeah. on. Well, Nelson, I think it's telling that you haven't seen this movie, but Trevor and I have, because I think Trevor for our age, which now we're both kind of in our mid thirties. Yeah. Um, and obviously Nelson's 107. Um, so you'll regret that when you're my age. <laughs> I know, but you'll always be older than yeah. me. So it's, it'll it's always so be true. And then you'll be dead. And then I'll be deceased. <laughs> and then you'll be sorry. Yeah. Oh, then I'll regret every word every recorded. Word. Goddamn kids. <laughs> but get off my lawn. But uh, for for uh, guys my age and girls too, like I feel like that was a movie that everyone saw for some reason. Like, I don't know if it's just, it's a kid's movie that we were kids and we watched at the time. I don't know anyone that saw in the theater, but every human being our age, I feel like saw it on video. Even if you weren't into baseball, Mm. it just kind of had this zeitgeisty thing to it. Mm. Like, I think it was also playing on cable all the time. Oh yeah, sure. And the cast is like, fairly memorable in terms of child actors that are in other stuff like i remember i don't know his name but there's the kind of large red-headed guy yeah that's, that's a kid in from like bad santa no 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 okay. no it's not because that kid that yeah he's in that what's that <laughs> soccer movie it's like the big green one or the big the big green it's some green something what I, I swear to God, this is a movie. So, so you guys don't know, and then the people listening home are screaming because they know what I'm talking about. It's it's called like the big. I think it's called the Big Green. It's like they took him from the Sandlot, and then they're like, "Let's have a movie about soccer." And it was, and, and it I was think Jonathan Brandis kid. was in it. The that guy, the other child actor that committed suicide or whatever. It's <laughs> getting dark. Yeah. Once again, proving that we can never talk about a movie without yeah, fucking I, tragedy. I think it's called the Big Green. There's like a goat. It's like a goat playing I'm soccer. Starting, I'm starting to recall this. Yeah. Did you make Big, this all up in your brain? No, this is a real movie. When we come back, I will have more details of this movie. Well, yeah, we will. We will be allowed to break our uh, embargo on all details of the Sandlot. Yeah. Then. But it has, and I don't remember the others, but there's all the child actors, I feel like we're at least in one or two more movies because of this movie. I do remember them, while not being horrible, It their acting was very shticky. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> shticky. Like, I really enjoyed the movie, but 
when I recall it, I'm like, for instance, the forever. I feel like that was the pinnacle of the acting sure. talents in I that movie. I remember being very stylized, very like cartoonish and manic and kind of stylish. Yeah. When maybe you're right, maybe that just is bad. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. but we have learned on this show that sometimes time. manic and stylized yeah. means just shit. Yeah. It's like an idealistic uh, view of what. America is right. in the 1950s. Actually, John, you know what's making me nervous is all your talk about Stand By Me. I've now remembered that I think there's like a narrator yeah. that's him as an adult yes. talking yeah. about yeah. that yeah. summer. And it's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's more like the crib lot. Like, oh no. This the hack lot. It's a rib. Oh God. <laughs> My childhood's ruined. Yeah. Well, but this, in, I mean, this movie enjoys quite the rest reputation because like everybody has asked me you know in life say well why haven't you seen the sandlot that movie's amazing and and now i'm beginning to suspect why but who knows maybe it's great right right yes john why did you like it well i mean actually i saw i saw sandlot before i ever saw stand by me oh to be honest so this is an interesting thing like like you know and obviously i think the stand by me is better you know obviously i saw that movie and sure and that's a great movie but I, I think that's part of it. You know, it's like maybe that's it, like repackaging kind of like the general gist of, of a coming of age movie for a new generation. It's like, oh, they've never seen those kind of movies. So here's one for you. Well, it makes sense because like Stand By Me was what, 86? Yeah, that sounds so right. So it, it would be time for the next, yeah. you know, you and guys. I, I would basically. have been like five. So it's like I didn't see that in the theater. Right. Because Stand By Me came out when I was the age of the characters in Stand right. By Me. So, so that was probably very like a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge yeah. deal. It was like it, it spread like wildfire through our, our junior high because <laughs> one of the teachers took a whole class to see Stand By Me and it was uh, kind of uh, scandalous. But and uh, this was the same deal. It's like yeah, they were the, I the kids were my age when I saw it. And yeah, that, that was very appealing. Exactly. So I can I, I can guess the appeal. Uh, okay, well, uh, any other memories you want to drag out before we uh, render verdict? Nothing specific. We kind of went through all of it. I will say, uh, you know, I mentioned there's a fireworks scene. I should mention, uh, <laughs> maybe in this day and age, it won't play quite the same. <laughs> but I remember a very moving Fourth of July scene where um, it's like Ray Charles is singing America the Beautiful or something. And there's fireworks going. They literally take like five minutes out of the movie to just kind of feel good about America and 4th yeah. of July and, and fireworks and them just being like, oh, what a time to be alive. Kind yeah. of thing. I remember that being really moving. Now, I was, don't remember that at all. Is there anything in the movie that ties into any, like, for example, are they talking about all oh, that goddamn JFK? I couldn't wait. I can't wait to get him out <laughs> of office. That specific. They might talk about a moon landing or something, but I could be wrong. Okay. That, I might be making that up. Because that's, you know, that's a very stand by me thing too it's like right. hmm jfk got shot a couple of years later and it made us very sad i yeah. never watched stand by me it's good trevor you would really like it well tell you what it's watch the good. sandlot tonight see what it brings out of you and we'll talk about it and then go home and watch stand by me and then go oh i've wasted my yeah. life <laughs> it's when rob reiner made good films so you know <laughs> it's worth checking out <laughs> all right then uh well let's go down the line trevor you're our guest what do you think will the sandlot in your estimation, hold up. And by hold up, we have come to agree that that means you will like it as much or more than you liked it the first time. Or oh, wow. the first many times. As much. Sub-question. <laughs> you wrote in about this movie and requested we watch it. So was there a part of you that's worried it doesn't hold up? Or do you feel like it will? Uh, there's a part of me that worries that it won't hold up. Okay. Um, 
I think it will. That's why I bought it so that I could play it for my daughter because I think that she would love it and I think it's great and I'm excited to watch it because I think it's amazing, but I'm very nervous <laughs> so that it's going to suck. Why Why are you worried? Uh, because your guys' podcast has opened my eyes to <laughs> a lot of movies has, sucking. Has taught you that the, yeah, my whole childhood the power alive. of nostalgic memory is so overwhelming that yes. it cripples your sense of yes. actual uh, quality <laughs> estimation. What was the most surprised you were listening to one of our podcasts about? Like, that made you doubt your own memory I or something? I think, what was the one with the space... Last Starfighter? Yes. Yeah. That one. I was yeah. like waiting that, for you guys to come back and be like, that was great. Oh, that, you guys that, that, that one hurt. That one hurt. Yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Not only did you guys get all of the things wrong in predicting the movie, <laughs> you did not like in it In remembering. At all. Not even yeah. predicting. Yeah, in remembering. Exactly, yeah. we had, oh, that was the best. That was great. Every last week. <laughs> but the movie we remembered was way better. That's the yeah. sad part. Yeah. I know that. And when I went in, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all that. And then you went, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Longino. Um, my, uh, prediction is simple. I think Trevor and I are going to come in with a holds up from a kind of nostalgic feel good. We remember watching this as a kid and now we still like it. My prediction is that you, John, are not going to like it. <laughs> I think that's the safe bet. Not that you're going to think it's terrible. I think you're just going to be like, well, I've seen this movie a million times and it was better other times. That's my guess. So not only are you predicting your own holdup, you're <laughs> predicting you my holdup. Like Babe Ruth, I'm calling my shot, <laughs> finger in the air. I'm going to hat trick this fucking thing, and I'm going to be 100% accurate. Mark my words. Well, <laughs> far be it from me to let the fans down, Longino. I'm going to say proudly and boldly that this fuck of a movie will not hold up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the great thing is, whenever we have a guest, Trevor, that it becomes definitive. It's two to one, usually. If there's even a you know, either it's unanimous or someone's outnumbered. So that is math. That's, <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that how math works? <laughs> it's either all of us or it's two to one. I just or like one. the fact that it becomes definitive. There's no split vote, is what I'm saying, when there's just two of oh, us. I got you. Hey, Trevor, Smart if ass. you abstain, I'll, I'll slip you 50 bucks. <laughs> Just we got this. Extra wrong. That would be awesome if if Trevor's like, yeah, right down the middle. I don't want I to don't know. We're split. It's a full count. I just. Gotta... <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, well, I guess then the time has come for us to go and uh, judge this film. We will be right back after we watch The Sandlot. I know you're smart, and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. Just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. Got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bop for apples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! Something else. 
has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! We gotta get that ball back. You got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, homie, it's heavy. Now. Century Fox presents... Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies! You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squidge, you can do it! Pull through, bud! Little pervert! The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. And that was the best summer of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how Stand By Me ends? Welcome back. No, Stand By Me ends like this. I never had friends like the ones I had when I was 12. <laughs> Jesus, does anyone... You're killing me, Nelson. <laughs> uh, y'all are killing me with this uh, stand by me hackery. You what? loved it. What are you, what are you talking about, man? Uh, this is well, an original piece of work. Lonjo, why don't you just list all the ways this thing is just a pale, pale shadow of stand by me? I, I, I you know, I actually disagree with you. I and, and we can we can go fisticuffs here. Now, I think the argument is fair. However, I I, I actually had a really good good time watching this movie i don't want to paint it it pales in comparison or a thin shadow or whatever like i don't know i i I think it has some merit well then sir back up your claim and prepare to duel now is it a blatant ripoff of stand by me yes (laughs) but you know it's got some baseball in it it's got some goofy dog shit like i i I mean it's got like a story in the middle it's got a part where they vomit on each other it's got the dog story where the jaw where the dog isn't as big in their in real life as it is in their imaginations. When they list off what happened to them, they fade away just like in Stand By Me. Yeah, you know, I, it's I, an I, homage. Exactly. I will actually say I've seen Stand By Me once. I've seen the Sandlot. This is probably like my seventh race. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That was like feeling my memories unfold out yeah. of my brain. Like I'm pretty sure. Trevor I and I were having a lot. grand old <laughs> time. So like Nelson's like stone face, like crabby. No, I wasn't stone face. I, I laughed when it was appropriate. All three times I laughed when it was good. <laughs> Trevor and I were just—they're well, all up. fucking yucking it up with the fucking stupidest shit, and I'm like, really? I mean, I know that this is—you know—I know I'm—you know—coming from a different place, but goddamn, fellas, you're killing me, small. All right, Trevor, uh, you're our guest. Why don't you want to dive in with what you just enjoyed uh, about seeing it again as a grown-ass man? That was like watching a Spielberg movie. Well, I, you're let's, fucking fired. Let's, uh, Get the fuck out of town. You know, let's not lose our minds. That, it, it was good. But in like, that, it invoked um, an amount of nostalgia 
that is hard to create in most other movies. There's a lot of Spielberg movies that define my childhood, and when I watch that, I realize that movie very strongly defiles defiles defiles. <laughs> yes, I think there that was Freudian strip. The, 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 the Freudian the strip is out. actually correct. It defines my childhood. There was so much in that movie that just. I felt like I was back home. Well, hey, total fairness. I can old. see if you saw this movie at the right age and had not seen Stand By Me, then of course you're going to be affected by it. Be, you know, just the way that every time you see a bad ripoff of a movie and don't see the original, you're going to be like, oh, I get it. Uh, this is this is my thing. This is mine. <laughs> right. And then you see the good Fair version enough. later on and then you're like, uh oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's really telling. That, I mean, I, Trevor, I'm assuming you saw this before you ever saw Stand By Me or anything. He didn't I, see Stand you By said, Me. Right, oh, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> that day has not come for you. <laughs> um, but no, John, I think there's some truth to that. Like, I mean, I certainly saw the Sandlot before I saw Stand By Me. So I have all these nostalgic feelings for it, much like Trevor does. And I, I agree, Trevor. I was like, yeah, it was strange how like because I didn't remember like exact specifics of every moment in the movie. But it was totally what you're talking about. Like it's playing. And then it was almost like this deja vu feeling of like right before something's coming up. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I totally remember, yeah. I remember every fucking beat of this yeah. movie. It was like buried in my word. brain somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And like by the end, like we're like saying lines and stuff and just laughing. And yeah, it, it definitely like it definitely had that super nostalgic feeling of like, oh, fuck. I remember everything about this. But I totally see why Trevor at the beginning was like, well, the whole movie is them trying to get this ball because like. It doesn't like a story doesn't fucking kick in in this movie until it's almost <laughs> yes. over. The story's life, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, just life. no the story. There's nothing going on. There's not a goddamn thing going on in this movie until the kid like rips off his you know stepdad. You know Dennis Leary playing stepdad uh, rips off his stepdad's uh, baseball, and then you know all hell is breaks loose and. So, yeah, I see why that... Now, even the Wendy Pfefferkorn thing, that's like... Come on, man. Y'all are talking about it like it's like taking up a chunk of the movie. It's like <laughs> well, no, four I, minutes long. Remember I said, I was like, and it's not even that long. Like, you you remember it because you're we're both... I like, mean, it was in and out. kids, just and you like have this... Wendy <laughs> oh, God. This whole fucking thing, by the way, is just like a, a precursor to fucking hashtag me too. <laughs> now, let's... Come on now. It's not it's like that bad. I mean, yeah, yes, there's a bit of like kissing assault in it, which is obviously and like the camera lingering on her breasts and yeah, yes. <laughs> well, her, yeah. Her, yes, there's no, an inner butt. Yes, the ma- the male gaze is in full effect <laughs> for every moment of Wendy Peppercorn. Like, I, and I'll agree, there is like a butt cheek shot that you're like, whoa. But what I do kind of appreciate about that, I is specifically that part of the movie, it's like normally in a kids movie you wouldn't get that sexual, right? What I like about this movie is. She is like, like she's putting oil on her legs and there's shots of her body and all this stuff that you would never see in a kid's movie. And there's something about like, no, this actually is kind of the feeling of, of being that kid. Yeah, sure. There. I can like, see like that. there's just, I, I mean, I, maybe Stand By Me is a little more forthright in that of, of this idea of like, let's treat this like you kind of normally wouldn't. Like normally right. you wouldn't objectify this woman and make it like this really sexy scene, but it's like. They're turned on by her. Right, right. right there. They're kids. That's what I will say. Stand by me. More or less avoided the subject by just they talk about like Annette Funicello in there, but there's not a girl in the script for them to male gaze over. Yeah, which is probably all to the good (laughs) because it probably would have been a lot like this. Yeah. But, but what's interesting is when the movie came out, I remember being like, I was like them. I was like, wow, that's a really pretty lady. And that's kind of the, as most as I had with it. This time, I was like, I remember feeling like that about women. Yeah. 
Where it's like, now I don't. I mean, well, you know, maybe on occasion. But I have like the decency and like self-discipline to, you know, contain myself <laughs> and not, not be these like oogling kids just like, oh, like, just losing their mind. But, but everyone's had that experience of like sex is a mystery to them. They have yeah. no idea. And they're just like looking at this goddess and, and like losing their mind. I, I don't know that that whole part of the movie is to me the most true of it because it is a movie that's very kind of manic and heightened and hyper right. real and it's very silly so this kind of grounded moment of, of, of I don't know this this investigation of the sexuality <laughs> of young boys that's like at I, the core that's what yeah, it's really about I, I, just, I think it's the most interesting beat of the movie because yeah. like you said that is something that's maybe not as covered in Stand By Me so right. it, it kind of stands out better I feel like they would not do that in a movie right, for children that, oh, now yeah. no, well, uh, absolutely not yeah. absolutely not for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> we've learned our lessons. I feel yeah. like uh, we've advanced a touch. But. Yeah. Although I'll grant you that it's a little out of place. So at the end of the movie, they're doing this like American graffiti, you know, animal house. Like, here's what happened to them type thing. And the one for Smalls, Smalls is the name of the, the glasses kid that we were talking about before who who's like obsessed with Wendy Peppercorn. They like do this thing of like. He married Wendy Bevercourt, and, and they, they had nine kids. And they <laughs> bought the drugstore. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, like that's the part that's questionable. The idea that, that this like woman was right. taken by this like child <laughs> rapist. Like, it's like it's just kind of weird. Because he does, for those who don't remember, he does this trick where he like jumps in the deep end and is drowning. He can't swim, so he's drowning. Yeah. And then yeah. she gets him out and is giving him mouth to mouth resuscitation. She's and the then, lifeguard. Yeah. And then there's this long lingering shot where he looks at all his friends, opens his eyes, like gives a wink where it goes ding. <laughs> as he's goofily smiling. And then he just like force kisses her. He grabs her head. Yeah. As a symphony of this magic moment, you know, yes. blasts about this magic moment. <laughs> this magic moment like, cracks me. It's every it's time good. it's still and then fun. they yeah. kick him out and then like they're standing on the you know in the back fence looking back in at her and she's like all mad but then she sort of likes it and right. takes her glasses <laughs> off and, and waves every to day him. she still gave him a smile yeah so the bit of like because, she's into it is yeah kind of, because, that is yeah, not you know victims weird. love it when their uh, assaulters keep coming back yeah. yes i mean he's i think it's saved by the fact he's like a kid right so it's not like, oh, it's like totally horrifying right. but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. hey man you're all the ones digging the holes here hey, it's i'm no, trying to help uh, you fill them in and you all just keep no, digging it's no license to drive like let's do you know it's no well, like woman in a trunk of a car that's like, it, true it's a little better than that yeah <laughs> Only a little. <laughs> Only a little, yeah. But so, John, was there, I mean, obviously you're kind of negative on the movie. Was there anything you liked about it? Like, what worked for you? Uh, I really liked the redheaded kid a lot, actually. Yeah, um, I thought good. he was the, by far the best of the bunch. And they obviously knew it and they overused him as, as they are wont to do in these kind of movies. But I really liked him. This is the kid, by the way, folks, who, if you've ever seen, I was telling them, if you've ever watched the X-Files, he's the one who was in this episode where he plays like a kid who's pretending to be a vampire. Like he's got the fake teeth in and everything, but Mulder thinks he's a real vampire and keeps trying to prove he's a real vampire. Anyway, yes. I recognized him from that and I loved him in that oh, too. Oh, and, so. and another quick aside, this kid was in The Big Green. I didn't make that movie up. That is a <laughs> soccer movie. The part where I got a little confused is I said, John. Jonathan Brandis was also in it. He's actually in a film called Ladybugs, 
where he's, I think, pretending to be a woman playing soccer or something. Yeah, or a woman coach. Yeah, I think or whatever. something. Whatever. Oh, so it's I, like I, boys don't cry, yeah. but with the big green. I like cross pollinated two different soccer movies into one film. But, yeah. but that that redheaded guy is in a like a movie called The Big Green, and there is a goat in it. I didn't make that up either. Got it. Anyway, nailed <laughs> it. Um, that, you know, the funny thing is, there's lots of stuff that I liked about it, but I, I, you know, unfortunately, even before we'd started, I had the Stand By Me comparison in my head, and it suffers by comparison, not just story wise and all that stuff, but because the actors in Stand By Me are much better and more grounded. So these kids come off as just like cartoony, especially when they fucking yell and scream every third minute. Like every third minute is this, and then this thing, and then we're building up to this, and they all look up and they go. <gasps> All at once. Yes. Every three. It's like fucking watching a bad cartoon. And after a while, that just got like when they kept making all the shit to try and get the ball back. That was scraping my last nerve. The yelling. Because <laughs> I, I, I was enjoying the little sure. like hijinks to try and get the ball. And then they'd fucking yell and scream. And I'd be like, oh, for Christ. See, I have, a, I have a little bit of a different take on that. Like, I'll agree do with you, you that <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> um, I Stand by me, I think, is very grounded. Like, stand by me is like, this is really happening. Right. right. My, my take on the Sandlot is it's very intentionally very over the top and cartoony. And my read on it is sort of like, this isn't literally what happened. This is sort of like, if you're remembering your childhood, right? This is how you remember your childhood. Even, I, you know. I would even give it that except, I mean, let, I'm, I don't want to be mean about this because I know it's tough to be a kid actor, but like the kid actors were not great. And I think unfortunately, like nothing they did helped them out. Like they were very, you know, they were just stiff and stilted, and like everything. I they think did Smalls just, is pretty good. Like the like, kid with the glasses. Yes, that, I, I liked. He's well, pretty good. I mean, ish. They're I not guess. Harry Potter bad. No, I think they're worse than Harry I Potter. I, oh my god. <laughs> well, because Harry Potter, they're like. I don't even trying. like Harry Potter, and I'm telling you, they're worse. Than <laughs> they're Harry like Potter. trying to be serious actors, whereas in Sandlot, like Lajano said, they're trying to be this silly, over the top. So I feel like. I guess I don't know that le- the kid who uh, what's his name the the kind of the legend kid Rodriguez yeah, the Rodriguez oh yeah he's kid, pretty good he's not bad but they just have him like he's acting in a whole different movie yeah. like <laughs> all the kids are like acting like I, I said Chuck Avery earlier on a Chuck Jones slash Tex Avery cartoon yelling and screaming and gauga and he's like trying to be like James Dean <laughs> right in every and, and and it really just doesn't play well against each other I don't know to well, me it didn't play I well I think the tough thing is. Maybe one of the weakest kids is the lead kid. Like to be honest. Well, sure, and it doesn't. And we're gonna we're gonna shoot straight. It like, doesn't help that like the main character of the movie is not the main character of the movie. Right. I mean, and it, uh, and by the way, if you're gonna rip off Stand by Me and have like at the end you're gonna have like a Richard Dreyfus reveal himself as like, and I was that kid. It's like. The reveal on this is like, and here's a, an older version of the kid played by an actor you've never seen before as dubbed by the director who you've never heard of before. I mean, yeah. it was weird because Lange and I was telling, like, we were just watching it. It's like, okay, this is fine. I don't recognize this guy, but whatever. But then Lange and I was like, yeah, this actor was dubbed over by the director. I'm like, why? <laughs> well, why that, even so, hire somebody at so that point? That I had to look up. Like, So the thing about it is whenever I originally saw The Sandlot, I didn't know that actor. The, the guy who's our lead character, now grown up. Um, seeing it this time, I immediately recognized him as like, oh, he's got a role in Full Metal Jacket. I remember that. And then he's in um, some television shows that I can't name off the top of my head, but he's like a smaller character actor that I've seen in a lot of stuff. 
And I immediately was like, well, wait a minute. The voice we've been hearing the entire film is not that actor. There's no, and you can right. hear him speak at the end. He's like the jet. He stole home. Oh my God. Like that's not the guy talking the <laughs> whole movie. And so I went on IMDb, like who's talking. And lo and behold, the director of the Sandlot is the guy giving the narration. But why? I have no See, idea. See, that's the thing is it's like, usually you do that like Polanski used to do that to his actors. He'd like hire these pretty boys who couldn't, you know, act right. And then he'd dub over their voices. He's like, <laughs> well, you need someone to be good like me. And then you'd be really weirded out because everybody sounds like Polanski in my, the movie. My <laughs> guess is like he was temping it and they just really liked what he did or he liked it or something. I guess. That just seems like so like jerk off he like you know this is my experience so i gotta be the one to tell sure. the story it's like i mean i think i mean it's annoying when you look it up and you know it but it, well here's the you know, i mean the thing about it, it is it affects the movie that much it's not that it affects the movie that particular part of it like the director narrating it it's just that the narration also sucks <laughs> Damn. i mean fucking i mean again so you really feel i'm just again i'm Trevor, comparing we're it to pickle yeah. Yeah. we're in a pickle <laughs> you compare it to stand by I mean, well, it's like he's, uh, I don't know. He's just narrating this movie and it's just like, and then we did something really stupid and then they fucking do something stupid. And you're like, well, thank God the, the narrator warned me that they were about to do right. something stupid. Cause like, I'd say it's a little overused. It's, it's, sure. it, there's just like, no reason for it because the narrator doesn't tell us anything different except like, well, my father didn't put my stepfather didn't punish me for taking his thing but then we turned out okay and it's like i guess visuals would never have conveyed that <laughs> it was probably because he didn't have a strong enough script as you said there's no story <laughs> happening so he's like no. i need something to tie all this that, together that may be i haven't i wasn't watching it with that in mind so it could be that that was tying it together one part i really enjoyed that i had no real memory of trevor i don't know if you remembered this but the whole chase with the the beast oh mm. by the way i was sort of half i was like i think the animal's name is hercules or something i was actually remembering like the real dog's name at the end of the movie uh james Earl jones was like oh hey hercules but but the most of the movie they call it the beast right right that's like the demon dog <laughs> and i loved the the kind of chase at the end with him and in, in the jet yeah uh, one, because like nowadays that would be a CG dog, right? The whole fucking chase. And so it was just cool to see all these shots of like a real ass dog running around. And I don't know that whole sequence. I mean, I know it's really silly and there's guys like dropping cakes and getting hit and stuff, but that, that was like a nice treat that like, I didn't really remember that part. Mm. And I kind of like watching it. What was cool too, is like, I totally forgot about it until like we said, watching it, you remember everything. And when he puts on the shoes, it was like this stream of images just went in my head. I was like, oh, shit, I know exactly what we're about to get into. And, like, I remembered before it even happened, I remembered him jumping over the fence and him doing the little dance to go to the dog and whatever. And when the music came up, like, it's so silly and stupid, but the intense music before he runs with a dog was like sparked all this emotion like i remember as a kid just like what's gonna happen is right. the dog gonna eat him and like the fence falling like it was so intense and it's like even watching it now it still felt all He's, that. like jumping through the wolf man yeah. screaming <laughs> and stuff yeah <laughs> and actually just the whole way that even before they you see the dog the way they kind of like jaws it up with <laughs> like literally like smoke <laughs> effects and like this whole, like weird fucking muppet puppet dog thing right. that you see in all these shots like it's so unnecessary and I, I there's something really fun to me about that like 
John, you say that stuff at the end gets really grating on you with all the kids screaming and it getting really cartoony. I find it really funny. Like well, I just you find think it really House amusing. Guest is a classic too. Uh, so it, it, it is, is. <laughs> it very much is. So we are obviously but approaching this from too far different I, sensibilities. I think because it's so silly. Like just that, like <laughs> that shot of that fucking puppet dog. <laughs> like every time it grabs something, they're all just like ah. Like, it's well, and it, so it, dumb. It like, I love it. Speaks to what they're like. What you're saying, how like they watch or they they're telling this whole story the way he remembers it. So yeah. it's like that is that is how they think of that dog and everything that they experience is this over the top silly representation of kind of their perspective of sure. life. Well, all the stuff with the dog is fine. I didn't mind that. That stuff was all like of a piece it was all leading to that ending sure. which again the ending is stronger than you know the stuff that's leading up to it so i get that i actually like the 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 demon dog and all that stuff and the story that he tells the forever story that was you know kind of clever and i don't know just until the movie kicked in it's like yeah this is fine there's nothing like <laughs> there, there's nothing like right. well there's nothing like wrong with it but there's nothing like oh my god this is amazing and then the ending starts to kick in and it's like oh okay now we're getting somewhere and then it's over and it was a half hour long. <laughs> it's like this 50 minute lead into this half hour short film. Yeah, it is a little it is a little kind of all over the place. Like like you couldn't give the log line you gave Trevor of just like they lose a ball and they have to get it back. That's only part of the movie. It's what what do you say? It's like here's a summer with these kids at a, a baseball field and the shenanigans they get up to. Right. It's about a kid finding himself essentially. Yeah. That's true, I suppose. But the, I mean, but even speaking to that, it's that thing that Longino was saying. The lead character, the main character, I guess. I don't even know what you you know call him in this, but he had, has like zero like motivation for stuff. I mean, he wants to be liked, or his mom says he should be liked, or whatever. But it, it's like I don't get the feeling from him that it's like, well, here's what I want, here's what I need. It's just like, eh, I have this vague sense of needing to belong, but eh, I can. I, you get the feeling he'd be fine if he didn't. I don't know. Because he's very self-directed. No, it was the greatest summer of his life. Uh, sure. He's remembering. I guess. His mother, played by Karen Allen, by the way. We we forgot that early yeah. on. Miss Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, maybe I identified because she had red hair. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what else, Trevor? Come on, tell me. Like, sell this movie to me. Come on. Pull me out of a non-hold-up. <laughs> I mean, I... I, I to me, the whole movie just really connected to me as a 10-year-old because, yeah. it would, you know, these kids were my age. I played baseball my whole childhood. I played with my friends. And I don't know, just like the whole just watching this was watching my life. And I don't know. It just it for obviously it has nostalgia and I never watched Stand By Me. So this <laughs> this is my Stand By Me. More like so. Suck By Me. Am I right? Yeah, that's like, right. Say a lot for that. <laughs> for life and then he goes home watches 10 minutes of Stand By Me he's like oh, oh. so think about how you it's, feel about Stand By yeah, Me I mean, that's uh, how I feel about Stand, Stand By Me is pretty it's pretty good like, <laughs> well I said again it's I'm pro- not it's probably better than this I'm not, I'm not I'm not doing this on purpose to try and like you know make it suffer in comparison it's just that it, well, I, it the, can't help itself I know. if it's gonna rip everything off I mean Nelson I, nothing like literally nothing you're saying is wrong like, <laughs> I think I think it's the different it's like I think it is a nostalgia thing, like 100%. Like, I don't disagree with you, really. Mm. It's like, you don't have a nostalgia for it. I, if I saw this today and I'd never seen it before, I'd probably feel exactly like you do right mm. now. 
That's my guess. It's just, you know, maybe this is a nostalgia movie. Interesting. So that leads to an interesting question. Given that you're feeling the nostalgic pull while watching this movie, would you say, Trevor, that this movie holds up, that you actually enjoyed it as much or more than the first time you saw it? Well, I will say I enjoyed it more. Okay. I think I enjoyed it more because I enjoyed it as I did as a child, but then I enjoyed it as I do now as a grown man as a grown man for some reason the the added nostalgia like tacked on so like as lajano and i were saying you know it's all unfolding and i'm kind of re-experiencing how i watched it as a kid but then also just i don't know enjoying the fact it's like this weird meta i don't know i just like i I liked it it a lot more this that's fair i I, believe me we've been (laughs) having done this show for a couple of years now it's like i know the nostalgic (laughs) pull that movies can have on you so it's a fair assessment Longino? Oh, I, I agree with Trevor. I think it held up. And I think in terms of the nostalgia, I mean, The Last Starfighter, you know, which we talked about a little bit earlier, that's a case where, like, that had nostalgia banked and we went back and it's like, oh, this is this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think I think it's it's a benefit to the film that if you do have nostalgia for the Sandlot and you go back, your reaction's not going to be, oh, what the fuck was wrong with me? This movie's <laughs> trash. Like, you're you're going to still enjoy it, I think, if you liked it then. So that's why I think it it held up because it held up to my memory of liking it. Awesome. Well, I'm going to almost verify your Babe Ruthian uh, slam. You said I was going to hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say hate? You said I I was going to hate it. Yes, you said I was going to hate it. Well, whatever I said, Mill, let's rewind and we'll hear it right now to see how accurate I was. My uh, prediction is simple. I think Trevor and I are going to come in with a holds up from a kind of nostalgic feel good. We remember watching this as a kid and now we still like it. My prediction is that you, John, are not going to like it. (laughs) I think that's the safe bet. Not that you're going to think it's terrible. I think you're just going to be like, well, I've seen this movie a million times and it was better other times. Flawless victory. All I know is, sounds like you're about to say it doesn't hold up, which is kind of what I predict. Which is so. complete, well, completely accurate. You I mean, got your two and say one. I'm like three for three, but like I'm pretty, it seems like I'm pretty hey man. much I'm, I'm more than willing to say you called it. <laughs> okay. But that seems like sort of a gimme. Logical words. Nostradamus. All right. So uh, we have come down the sandlot <laughs> holds up two to one. Yeah. Someone out here was outvoted. <laughs> Jeez, not better at all. <laughs> math. <laughs> hey, man. Math. Yes, exactly, because that's how math works. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Longino, what do we have next month for the month of April? Well, for April, we have a little something special. And all I'll say is just wait, tune in. <laughs> Excellent. Surprise. All right. Trevor, thank you for joining us. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, we uh, when we first had the idea, we thought, oh, we'll do a listener request. And then we thought, well, why why not just go one further and have Trevor actually on the show? <laughs> well, I had a blast. This was really fun. Uh, where can people find you if you want to be found? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Trevor Carly or at Joe Blow Gamer. Yeah. Hit me up. Go there, especially uh, during the month of November, right? Early November. Early November. We play games. We raise money. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Okay, folks, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to this 
atrocity. Uh, if you Jeez. have any atrocities, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey man, the go pod, watch it. Whatever you think of the movie, <laughs> the fucking podcast is all right. Like, come on. No, I'm just kidding. The podcast is great. Uh, if you want to contribute your thoughts to the Sandlot, somebody back me up. Write us at holduppodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit us at our website, holduppodcast.com, where you uh, can link to our social media sites, except Instagram. So if you go to Instagram, we're at holduppodcast. Uh, and if you can, drop us a review or a star or a something at iTunes. We'd uh, very much appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, nobody move, nobody gets hurt. Nobody move, nobody gets hurt.